Hello, and welcome to Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your podcast host, Don Griffith. Today, I have the pleasure of meeting with Harry Wolf, a longtime Toastmaster who has a special project that he's going to talk about. Welcome to the podcast, Harry. Thank you very much, Don. Harry, to get our audience oriented a little bit, tell them a little bit about yourself and your Toastmaster journey. I've been a member of Toastmasters for almost 30 years. I first joined in 1982, a club that was Single Desert Voices, that later on changed to Desert Voices. I think it's been discontinued, but it was a club for singles. And I was in that club about nine years. Then I took a break, and in 1998, I joined Park Central Toastmasters and have been a member of that for almost 21 years. I also had belonged to a second club for about five or six years, and that was La Voz de Oro, a bilingual club. So we have the option of giving our speeches in Spanish or English. Wow. A long, long experience. And you've had the distinction of being in several different kinds of clubs. Yes. Yes, definitely. From very large to uh, probably a little smaller than Park Central, right? That's correct. And the specialty club, the Spanish-speaking club. Yes. That brings us to why we're going to be talking today. You have a new club that you're trying to get started with a very special focus. Tell me about your new club. That's right. Audible Talkers Toastmasters is a club. I have been saying it's for the hard of hearing, but actually it's for everyone, including the hard of hearing, is a better way of putting it, because it's open to the public. But the key thing about this club is that for people who are hard of hearing and may have trouble hearing the speakers in some sort of meeting, that problem is overcome through the use of technology in the room that we meet in. We have a a room that is equipped with an audio loop, and what happens is when an individual speaks into a microphone, the voice is converted to electronic signal and transmitted directly to the hearing aid. For people who don't wear hearing aids, we have headsets that they can use. Mm -hmm. It is a tremendous improvement for those people who are hard of hearing, like myself. And it was really eye-opening the first time I attended a meeting in this room and heard the sounds of people talking without having to worry about the background noise that typically is a problem with people who are hard of hearing or wear hearing aids. Yeah. Where did you get the idea for this club? I was a member of Park Central, and I am a member of Park Central Toastmasters for many years. And one day last year, I realized that I was having trouble hearing the speakers in the club. And I thought to myself, this is really terrible. If I have to drop out of Park Central Toastmasters, it's an important part of my life. It's a source of social interaction and mental stimulation. The prospect of maybe not being able to continue because of having trouble hearing the speakers was very concerning to me. I thought, well, maybe there are other people who may have this same situation. So I contacted the Arizona Commission for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing and learned that in Maricopa County, there are 780,000 people who are hard of hearing. Well, great. So this was personal for you. Very much so. And... Again, when I attended a meeting in this room, and for the first time, the voice 
was transmitted directly to my hearing aid, it was like, I wish I had known about this years earlier because how helpful it is to be able to hear. Now, I'm talking about Toastmasters meetings, but imagine all the other types of activities that involve listening to a speaker where people with hearing loss are precluded from participating because of that. The other thing is that it, it sort of creeps up on you. I didn't have this problem, even though I was wearing a hearing aid, but as the hearing deteriorates over the years, all of a sudden I found myself in a situation where I couldn't clearly hear the speakers. Now, you talked about this technology, this audio loop. Do you, does that require something in the facility to have it wired in, or is it yes. portable? No, it's not, it's not portable. It is something that is installed in the particular room, and once it's installed, then you have to use a specific microphone that is connected with the audio loop system, and by using that microphone, the voice is then transmitted to the hearing aid when you have it on what's called the telecoil setting. Okay. It needs to be set on telecoil. If your hearing aid doesn't have a telecoil, then we, again, we have headsets like the people who are not wearing hearing aids. I see. That's a very interesting technology. I'm an electrical engineer. I'm always interested in gadgets and technology and how they work. Well, what's interesting here is that some people say is this Bluetooth. Bluetooth, it's not Bluetooth. Bluetooth is good for one-on-one, -on -one, one person to one person. But this is a case where you have one to many, and this particular technology is, is quite good. Again, I can go in the room and hear everything perfectly without even putting a headset on. Where have you found a facility that has this equipment? The facility we're using is at the Tempe Public Library in the Tempe Learning Center classroom in the lower level of the Tempe Public Library. It's an interesting story how I managed to secure this room. There are a lot of organizations that have rooms with audio loops, but not that many who are willing to share it with an organization where you're going to have to use it twice a month without being preempted by some other function. And I did quite a bit of calling around before I found someone at the city of Tempe who told me I was referred to this person by the Arizona Commission for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing, and I inquired about possibly using the library for it, and she said, let me look into it. She got back to me about a week later, and she said, sure, let's come up with a date and time. I later found out that this woman had previously been a Toastmaster, wow. and so it's rather a coincidence that really served me well because she immediately understood the value that Toastmasters offers and she had a room that was available. We, to be flexible, I chose a time when it wasn't being used. The library is open till 8 o'clock, three nights a week. We meet on the first and third Monday of each week from 6 to 7 p.m. And so there isn't a conflict with another organization. But again, when you ask an organization to give up a room to be able to use on a long-term basis where you can't be preempted by some other function, that takes a bit of doing. And so I'm very appreciative to the city of Tempe, the Mayor's Commission on Disability Concerns, Mark Mitchell, and everyone for being so supportive. They're the sponsors of the club. You've been doing a lot of outreach not to individual members yet, just to organizations who give you information, give you leads, give you permission to do things. Yes. 
it's kind of interesting that it's a challenge. How do you get to the people who's your prospective audience? I mean, again, anyone can join the club. You don't have to be hard of hearing. But how do you get to the people who are hard of hearing? There have been two organizations that I've been able to use have been very helpful. One is AARP. AARP recognizes the fact that older adults, a large share of them, have hearing loss. And therefore, when I mentioned that to them, they said, oh, send us a little article. I sent them an article, and the same day I sent the article, it was up on the website. So they understood perfectly the value of it, and so now it's on their events calendar. The other group was the Hearing Loss Association of America, the Arizona Working Adults Chapter. They immediately understood the relevance of this, and I had two people from that organization say to me, I've always wanted to be in Toastmasters, but wouldn't dare try to join a club because I couldn't hear. And those are two people who work for the state of Arizona. Then I started really identifying the people who are my potential market and audience. Because again, uh, this is an opportunity for people to participate and enjoy the benefits of Toastmasters program who might not be able to do so because they were having trouble hearing the speakers. Today we're recording, it's late July of 2019. How long ago did you start the planning? Because it sounds like you've had to do a lot of calls and organization and probably it went down some rabbit trails that didn't yield uh, that's, the, the answer. That's correct. I started planning in April and I had in mind a July 1st kickoff date where we would hold our first meeting. I started planning. The very first thing I had to do was find a place and a time to meet. And that took a little while. But once I found the Tempe Public Library, the first and third Monday of each month, from there, I could start to work to recruit. Uh, the other thing coming up with the name, I think one day I just sort of woke up and said Audible Talkers, and that became the name of the Toastmasters Club. Uh, because it conveys the what the club offers in somewhat of a subtle way, but it conveys what mm -hmm. the club offers. And... Well, it's catchy. Uh, yes. It's not like any other club. Right. We did that. And then I started with the first meeting we had July 1st. And District 3 was terrific in the sense that they helped me organize a model Toastmasters meeting for the first meeting where we had experienced Toastmasters, Hallie Adams, Jeff Marood, for instance. Both of them participated because the best way to explain what Toastmasters is about is for someone to experience a meeting. Yeah, show them. Yes. It's not to give a lecture about it. It's to, here's a meeting. At the very first meeting, uh, those guests who were not Toastmasters and some of whom were hard of hearing did participate in table topics. Mm -hmm. They didn't participate in a minor function. We had those assigned. Okay. But at the second meeting... July 15th, three of those individuals signed up for minor functions. Actually, one signed up to be Table Topics Master. Excellent. And so, so they're getting it. Yes. They're getting it. And so they wanted to be involved at the next meeting uh, that we have on August 5th. Several of those people have signed up, but for different functions, so they experience it. Uh, at the next meeting, we're going to have two icebreakers. And the purpose of that is so that they can see what it's like to deliver the first speech you deliver as a Toastmaster. 
one of the questions that comes to my mind is, if I went in as an experienced Toastmaster and went to your club, would I see something different or would it be a regular old Toastmaster meeting? It's a regular Toastmasters meeting as long as you realize you need to speak into the microphone. And so we have to, we have to pass the microphone around. Right. We don't have a large number of microphones. We have one headset and a microphone. That's the only difference. Okay. Once you speak into the microphone, everything else is the same. We run a regular meeting with formal speeches, impromptu speaking, table topics, and evaluations. Great. As you mentioned earlier, it's not just for people who are hard of hearing. You get a member who does not have that issue. They could come and just enjoy it naturally. That's correct. Just with regular hearing. That's correct. And it's, it's not like the meeting is silent and there's somebody signing the meeting. It's That's not correct. not that at all. Not at all. Someone who would find it convenient to meet the first and third Monday of each month from 6 to 7 at the Tempe Public Library could take advantage of mm -hmm. this particular club. Now, do you have the address of that facility? Yes. The facility is 3500 South Rural Road, and it's near the corner of Rural and Southern. Actually, it's just south of Southern on the west side of the street. Uh, there is the Tempe Public Library there, and there's also a senior center there. So they have a number of uh, city buildings there. You described this formation process of a club. If you were just forming what I would call a regular club, not a special audience or anything like that, just a regular Toastmaster club, what would you do different? I don't know that I would do anything differently. The challenge is to recruit the 20 members that you need to be chartered as a club. Right. And that is really the challenge that I've been dealing with. The other day I went out to Tempe to the library to take a look at the site, and I noticed that there were two large churches right near the library. So I dropped off some flyers there thinking that they might have some members, older members in particular, who might be interested in the club. If they're going to that church, this is right around the corner. I've also sent letters to audiologists who work with people who are hard of hearing and ask them to pass the word. I was interviewed on Channel 12, and Tempe issued a press release, and so that's helped to get the word out. So the magic question now is, how many members do you have? You said you need 20. That's correct. Where are you now? Right now, I estimate we have about 10 members. Okay. Okay. And my goal is, by the end of September, to have 20 members so that we can submit our paperwork and begin a six-month period October 1st. The other day, I sent out the agenda for the August 5th meeting, along with a flyer that cites the August 5th date, to a number of people who are participating in the meeting and asked them to share it with their friends, whoever they wanted. Uh, people from the Hearing Loss Association will probably post it on their website. Also, the Arizona Commission for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing has been very supportive, and they will probably publish it in their blog that they have. What have you learned from this process, Harry? I've learned that you have to focus on the things that will have the greatest benefits. A former boss of mine used to say, are we doing things right or are we doing the right things? You can go and spend a huge amount of time talking to media and getting nowhere because they're not interested 
in this particular story. You think, well, the first Toastmasters Club in the United States for the hard of hearing. It doesn't capture their attention. But as soon as I went to ARP, immediately, I didn't have to explain anything, immediately they were supportive. They put the news release on their website. They included us on their calendar. So you need to sort of focus on who is my audience, who am I trying to attract, and how do I get to them? It makes sense. The media as a group, they're reporting on everything. That's correct. And so they, they can't afford to concentrate on any one thing all the time. So no. miss a lot of stories that are good for their readers. So I, I would have thought, oh, they would have been jumping at the chance of talking about this first Toastmasters Club. But really, the, the regular media, I made contacts with them and didn't get much of a response. Now, thanks to the city of Tempe and their contacts, they arranged an interview with Channel 12. And so I was interviewed by them, and there was a story that appeared on Channel 12 about the Toastmasters Club. Do you know if that interview is available anywhere online? I think it is online, yes. Uh, I think if you probably did a search on Audible Talkers, at least it was online after I gave the interview, and that might have been about a month ago. I can't recall the actual date, but it certainly was online. And uh, the focus of the story wasn't so much on the interview with me or showing me being interviewed, but the equipment that allows this kind of club to, mm-hmm. to exist. Well, if we can find where that is, we'll add the, the link in the show notes. Okay. Harry, do you have any final comments for people who are interested either in this club or to learn what you can help them with because they're thinking of starting a club? Probably the key thing is just to make sure that you organize a good meeting and also make sure people realize that if they come to a meeting, they don't have to join. They can observe what's going on, and if they're interested, then they can join Toastmasters. So they don't have to make a commitment. They're not obligated to join. But the key thing is to show them an interesting meeting because that's what will entice them to join Toastmasters. We want them to come to the meeting because they want to go, not because they're obligated to go. Remind everyone when the meetings are because we may have people listening to this who who aren't necessarily hard of hearing. Right. They're just thinking about, this sounds like a fun club. Right. What are the days again? It's the first and third Monday of each month from 6 to 7. Our next meeting is August 5th. August 5th. Harry, good luck with getting that additional 10 members, getting this club going, and make it official. Make Thank it an you official very much. Toastmaster Club. For everyone out there listening, you just heard a master talking about starting a club. Did you hear all of the things he did to organize it and plan it ahead of time? If you're working on a Toastmaster Club, or if you're interested in being part of Harry's Club, Harry, how can they reach you to get advice or directions to the club and so forth? Probably the easiest thing to do is to email at h-w-o-l-f-e-a-z at gmail.com. That's the best way to get to me. Okay, give that out again. h-w-o-l-f-e-a-z at gmail.com. So h-wolf az at gmail.com that's correct right we will include that in the show notes as well harry thanks for inviting me to your home today it's been a pleasure you're welcome 
Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise connected with Toastmasters International, other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International.